I wanted to show women and moms that like there's no such thing as perfect at all. Unless you've been into one of those shelters and you know the women that are in there and the women who are coming out, you know, there's no words to describe it so humbling. Hey folks, Commander Mark Devine coming at you with the Unbeatable Mind podcast. Thanks so much again for coming and tuning in this week. Uh, I've got a great show for you with a really cool lady named Ashley Horner. Did I say that right, Horner? Yes. Yes, sir. All right. But before we get started and I introduce you to Ashley, let me remind you to go rate the podcast, if you would, at iTunes. That's uh, the only way other people who really don't know about us are going to find us. So when you search for other similar podcasts, then we'll pop up. So if you uh, click on five stars, preferably, that would be really cool. And just a quick update. We have our Inbuilt Mind retreat coming up in December. So if that was something you were interested in. We're going to be sold out this year, so I recommend you kind of go take a look at that at unbeatablemind.com. And we haven't really put a lot of word out on this, but we're going to do this huge charity event. We're hoping to raise $3 million for uh, several charities, the Spec Ops Warrior Foundation, Inner Vision, and Hopeland. We're going to do this really cool rock march with 30 hardy warriors who are willing to Ruck 300 miles with myself and some of my Silphic coaches from Sparta to Thermopylae, the same path that the Spartans took. Isn't that cool, Ashley? Maybe you'd like to do that. I think I actually might like to do that. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. So we're going to we're going to break into kind of Spartan phalanx teams or you know boat crews. We're going to do a lot of challenges. We're going to be rucking literally like 30 plus miles a day. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That's right up alley. When is that? It's in May of next year. Perfect time trying, of the we're year. Trying to raise a ton of money for those charities. I know it's a great time of year. And I've never been to Greece, so I'm really looking forward to that. And what a what a cool kind of metaphor, you know, just to, to retrace the steps of those three hundred Spartans who marched mm-hmm. to save Western Empire or Western, you know, civilization, I should say, not the Empire. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, so hey everyone, um, enough uh, chit chat, let's get going. So Ashley, what an incredible woman. So um, a wife and mother, fitness expert, runs several businesses and a fitness model. Uh, she owns a company called the American Sled Dogs Training Facility, which I can't wait to learn about in Virginia Beach, and also in Coronado. She's editor-in-chief of Train for Her magazine, founder of the Unbroken Movement Foundation, owner of the Val- Valkyrie, did I say that right? Valkyrie yeah. clothing line, yeah. <laughs> author of 13 e-books. Wow. Uh, I don't know how you do it all. People say they don't know how I do what I do, but now I'm not actually going to flip that on you. I have no idea how you do all this. So we're going to find out. And talk about being a role model for for women and mm-hmm. um, what uh, women can do to write to really make a difference in the world. So, hey, first, just thanks for being who you are. I mean, what an amazing example you set. I'm really inspired. Thank you. Thanks for having me and That's giving cool. me the opportunity. Yeah, it's, it's our pleasure. So, you know, like mentioned earlier about the Unbeatable Mind podcast, we're really casual, and and the peeps who listen, um, really just kind of like listening in on a conversation, and so. Just like me, I'm sure everyone is wondering, okay, who is this mm-hmm. chick? You know what I mean? Like, where where did you come from? Where did you get this motivation? What's up with that incredible tattoo on your shoulder of the American flag <laughs> and Statue of Liberty? I mean, so why don't we start just like, where are you from? And what were some of your early formative, you know, um, like 
mentors and belief systems that, that kind of propelled you into sure. your life? Yeah. Um, so growing up, I grew up on a big horse ranch in the middle of Oklahoma. Um, we bailed hay in the middle of the summer. My dad was like the real deal cowboy. Cool. So I grew up there, spent my summers bailing hay. By the way, I used to bail hay in upstate New York, so I know exactly what that's like. It is such a cool functional fitness, hard (laughs) work thing. I was doing, but like, you know, my parents made me work. Um, I kind of come from a background of, you know, um, I didn't realize that my parents were doing it then, but my parents, both my mom and dad truly taught me what, you know, hard work ethic is and that nothing is given to you. Um, you have to earn it and it takes a lot of hard work, but nothing was given to me. I had to work and and earn everything that, uh, you know, that I have today and everything that I built myself up to. And it wasn't, I was a senior in high school and my father, had um, a quick onset of esophagus cancer and he ended up passing away um, six months after he was diagnosed. And so I actually watched my father take his last breath in our living room with my mom. And that was like pretty, I didn't realize like my, my father was such like a great man, very unspoken about a lot of the things that he did and, and his, and his work, you know, being a ranchman, it it wasn't until like after his passing that I really started realizing and hearing the stories of the the people that he helped and the things that he did. And, you know, it, it wasn't about like having money in your pocket, but it was about the things that you did for people um, that really last, uh, it was a a true lasting impact in their lives. And so that's kind of like, um, I don't know if you'd call it like a a metaphor, if you would, but just, um, you know, watching my father suffer and watching my, my mom like stand by him and like the pain, I just saw like my mom could get through anything. And my, my father passed away in such short notice. My mom, took his company. My brother dropped out of college. He had a full ride to Harding University playing soccer. My brother dropped out of college. My mom took over his company and she ran that shit. Like she took it and I remember like I was still like just out of high school, but I was like, like, holy shit, like my mom's doing this. And you know, there's one time, there's one time that I remember walking into my mom and she was sitting on the bed and she was crying and I was like, this was probably like a month after my father had passed away. And I was said, Mom, I was like, what's wrong? Are you okay? And she said I am, honey. You know what? I give myself one hour every day to be sad and uh, to feel sorry for myself. And she said, you know what? After that, like I have to take care of business and, and life moves on. So since then, she's remarried to an awesome guy. And um, um, so it's been great. So I think the early stages of my life, kind of learning that and transforming me into the woman that I am today. Like I saw my mom go through that and kind of her drive and, you know, like the never let go, like never give up. Uh, type of type of mindset and then really just learning a lot from my father even though you know he I didn't realize the lessons that he was teaching me back then but they're really instilled in me today isn't that amazing actually I mean I know exactly what you're talking about some of our most powerful mentors you know we don't appreciate what they're teaching us when they're teaching it because a lot of times they're just doing it through their actions and through example and whatnot right yeah but all of a sudden later on they're still with you your father is very much alive right in your mm-hmm. mind your memories and all those lessons that's very cool what a great so, example. Okay, yeah. so you you um that was Oklahoma mm-hmm. and you went, you know, you obviously after high school you moved on. It sounds like. Yeah. And so what yeah. happened then? 
I was an Olympic. Um, I was in the high level playing soccer competitively. Okay. So yeah. I played ODP, which is a Olympic development program. Um, I traveled a lot with them um, through like through high school and stuff, and then on to um, I played a little bit of college ball. And mm-hmm. um, so I since then, but that's where my athletic background comes from. Um, I moved around a little bit. I ended up going into I was living in in San Diego for a while, and that's I did a lot of work up in LA. Being like a fitness model, um, but I learned very quickly that um, being a fitness model it doesn't really pay the bills, and like I, I kind of I kind contrary of, to what most people think. Yes, right? yes. So I knew that there had to be like I had to be successful, and I had to do you know I, I had to make it, and so it wasn't just being like a fitness model, but I had to figure out a way to make money and to be a fitness model, which is what I truly loved at the time. And so I started getting into just kind of like the entrepreneurial side of things. You were a bodybuilder. Did you start bodybuilding before you became a fitness model? Is that how you got into that? And what got you interested in bodybuilding? That's kind of a different. So, yeah. So it was um, after I had my son, I was just really overweight. I had stretch marks. That's hard to believe. Yeah, so I I gained so much weight. I was very, I I can say now because I didn't understand health and fitness and nutrition that I like back then that I do now. But I was irresponsible with my first pregnancy, and I gained a lot of weight. You know, my doctors like warned me right before I probably it was probably two weeks before my due date. I went in to the doctor and he was like, you know, you need to slow down because like you're, you, you've gained too much weight. And I'm like, it's okay. Like I'll be fine. Like I've always been an athlete, but I ended up getting stretch marks and I ended up having to have a C-section, which I've had three C-sections now, but I just was so depressed and like, I hated my body after I had my, my son. And I think that many women deal with that, you know, um, like the acceptance. And so th- this was before I even got into the fitness modeling side of things. And I, that's why I signed up for my first fitness competition. And, um, I was scared to death to like step on stage because I didn't know, especially if any fitness people at all, I wasn't a fitness model yet, but I was like, there's no way, like in my mind, I was thinking there's like no way I could ever be like a fitness model or like step on stage because I have like, like stretch marks and I'm not perfect, you know, what everybody thinks is perfect. And so I ended up getting on stage and I like absolutely loved it. Like I loved every part of it. I learned so much about myself, like my confidence soared. And so after that moment, I ended up getting into, I signed up for the body space on bodybuilding.com and I, um, I didn't win. So you do this competition and then if you get top five, they fly you out to LA. Um, yeah, so I didn't win. I did this competition with bodybuilding.com, but I got second runner up. And I continued to be like a like a sponsored athlete by them uh, with them. But is that like an oh, online competition? I mean, the best first, where you just send in photos and stuff. Okay. Uh huh. And they do it every year. So I did not win. I got second runner up. But I was like, I just continued to do what I was passionate about, which at the time was, you know, even at that point, like I wanted to show women and moms that like there's no such thing as perfect at all, and that you know you shouldn't like let what society is telling you, you know, whatever perfect is to basically like, let yourself go. And that's what a lot of women do, especially after they have a family and kids. And, you know, I felt sexier and like, I had more confidence after I had my, my baby, my, all my little guys than I did before, because it was like, it was a confidence thing. So now I'm the bodybuilding.com spokesmodel and I've been with them for probably like three or four years now. Which is pretty okay. cool. Well, what do they? What do, What do you need to do to be a spokesmodel for bodybuilding.com? Just um, go around and speak about fitness. So, 
Yeah, so I do like a lot of training, like articles. I am the author and the creator of a free training program that they have on their uh, website called Charlie Mike. It's a six-week training program, yes, and I'm getting ready to come out with my own supplement line. That is, yep, that's bodybuilding.com. And I've had 100%, like I have created all of it down from like the flavoring to the ingredients. And so I'm really excited about that. Um, But I go to expos. I get to meet a lot of people. Um, I do a lot of sign cards. I speak. So you just kind of represent the company. And, you know, it's it's a great company that believes in me and I believe in them. And it's it's, it's more like a family. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So... Tell us about, I have a note here that you actually went to Guam. No, no, so I'm, I'm kind of like jumping around, I think, chronologically. But you went to Guam for the national soccer team, women's soccer team at Guam? What the heck's up with that? I, I served on Guam, and there, there's not a whole lot there. It's hard to believe yeah, they have a national soccer team. They do. They have a women's national soccer team. Okay. So okay. I was actually in Guam. I was a contracted trainer for both Anderson Air Force and then the naval station down south yeah, of that's Guam. Where I served. Yes. Yeah, so I worked both bases and I was like I did some of their fitness stuff for the active duty military, getting them ready for like their their PT tests and stuff. And then I would also work with the spouses as well, like when the husbands deployed. Um mm-hmm. which kind of at that point like it, it started making me I started seeing like that emptiness in mm-hmm. um military spouses, like whenever their husbands or even wives would leave. And so it was a a really big hole I felt like that I could fill to help these women, I mean or men too like learn to train and to like not just sit on the couch and cry and eat, you know, dum-dums all day, but um, to start training and start incorporating fitness and training. So yes, I love Guam. I like dove every single day. and It's beautiful out there. We, you know, we call it the, the, um, the poor Japanese kind of Hawaii. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> Untouched. Like, yeah. So beautiful. That's well. So this, yeah. this issue, I, I'm completely in sympathetic with it of, you know, military members, you know, at least in the SEAL teams, we were gone for 11 months out of the year. And so, of course, we were all guys. And so the spouses were just sitting at home. And some of them, I can imagine, were just wrecks, right? Just depressed. And the healthiest ones were very independent, entrepreneurial, and, help, you know, fit more into fitness. But, you know, in the SEALs community, the, the, the wives tended to be pretty strong. But in the general military community, you know, I saw a lot of unhealthy people sitting back home waiting and worrying about their spouses. So... I, th- I think that's really neat, and I imagine that there's a lot more that we can do to inspire the spouses to be healthy and to have a, you know, a good, high-quality lifestyle while their husbands or wives are deployed. And I have a training facility out here in um, Virginia Beach, the American Sled Dogs Gym, and we actually offer, um, we offer our gym to military spouses if, when they have loved ones deployed. They can come train at our gym for free. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of, we just, it's just part of like our foundation that we do. And um, so, yeah. So if your husband's deployed and, or wife and you're in Virginia Beach or they're serving at all and they're away from home and you're in Virginia Beach, you can come train with us for free for the extent that your husband or, or wife is deployed. That's neat. I bet you that's something that could be rolled out nationwide through all CrossFit gyms. You know, there's got to be a way to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, to organize absolutely. it. We'll have to think that, put our thinking caps on for that. So, okay, so Guam, how long did that last? Like, how long were you out there? I was out there for, oh gosh, maybe two and a half years. And then I, that's when I really started getting into like my fitness modeling career. And it you was had way lots too- of time to train. 
I did. There's not know. a whole lot going on in Guam, from my recall. No, unless you're wanting to hit up the bars every right. night and all that, you know, but that wasn't my scene. You know, I just, I, that's when I truly feel like I found myself was when I lived in Guam. You know, I was um, excluded from the world and, you know, I just had, they call it, call them Guam bombs. I had this little Guam bomb car that I bought for like $2,000 <laughs> cash. Yeah, it's kind of like Survivor. You're just out there. You're like, okay, so I got two years now. What am I going to do? So you work, you train, eat right. well. Because the healthy yep. island, actually, the way we ate yeah, it out that's there was great. I mean, right. Yeah. So, um, so that's whenever, like, I, I really, I feel like I found myself in Guam. I really, there's a part of me that will always call Guam home, um, mm-hmm. because it really, I, I just was able to see and find so much of myself that I hadn't been able to see before, and mm-hmm. I truly fell in love with like the world and nature and training outside. And, but that's when I really started kicking off with my modeling career and being with bodybuilding.com at that time. And it's difficult, as you know, Guam's very, very far away. So it's hard to just catch a flight home, you know, and I was out there with my two boys at that time. And, um, and I was just living out. So you were a single mom. Yeah. I was a single mom living out there, uh, with them. And so it became hard, like traveling back and forth. So when is this? Give us a, like a time stamp for, your years in Guam. How long was this? How or when was it? How long ago? This was probably 2011 okay. to 2013 or 2010 to 2012. Mm-hmm. My, my mind was putting it back in like, because I was there in 1992. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just dating Not- myself, aren't I? So yeah, yeah, it was a while ago. I'm sure it's changed quite a bit since then. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, um, since then I really wanted to go back. I did, a, um, I did a lot. I was a trainer at the local community gym there as well, and I travel all around now doing Camp Valors. And I've really wanted to go back to Guam and do like a huge camp there. So hopefully in the next year. Yeah, you should go back and some take take yeah. some you know young women with you and do something yeah. like that. Like it, it is such an inspiring thing to go live overseas for. A period of time. Like I did my first tour, so to speak, was in college. And so I know that's a lot of college kids now have the opportunity, but it was kind of rare for me back in 80, 83, 84. But to spend, I actually spent seven months over in Europe. It was just awesome, but it was life changing. And then in the course in the SEALs, you know, I think I visited like 40 some odd different countries. But it, it changed, it changes things, doesn't it? You get a whole new perspective on your, your life in America or whatever country you're from. Uh, you get to appreciate another culture. If, if it's a different language, you can even learn a new language, you know, get to really do some introspective. So for a lot of people, for me, and it sounds like for you too, it's really the first experience of deep self-awareness right. right? to get out. And so what you've done is you've broken all the patterns of your upbringing and completely separated yourself from the systems and structures that were creating or causing you to think and believe a certain way. And now you have the freedom to suddenly see the world through new eyes, you know, through the eyes of the culture, as well as through the, the disrupted patterns, which are going to allow new patterns to arise, new ideas, new thoughts. You can almost see how that springboarded you to your current success. Mm-hmm. And so that, I think that the message for everyone listening is get out of your rut, like physically move and see the world from a new perspective. Better to do that in a new you know, country for a year at least, you know? So anyways, that's very cool. So you, um, that was a few years ago when you came out of Guam, you came back and you landed in Virginia beach. Okay. And Mm -hmm. so let's, um, kind of catch up to 
modern day. So what happened when you got out of Guam and you, you said you started to um, look toward business? You were working with bodybuilder.com and then you, you decided to start your business. So I, whenever I moved back from Guam, I actually, that's whenever like my modeling career really started kicking off. I actually moved to San Diego and I was in San Diego for a couple of years. And then I happened to meet a guy running down Silver Strand. Nice. Yes. So, and from San Diego, I am now in Virginia Beach. So well, there's a theme there, but <laughs> talk about yeah. offline. So I, so I was in San Diego. I was traveling a lot. From I was, I loved San Diego. It was just, it was perfect. The weather was perfect. That's like a reason why I picked to move to San Diego. I didn't want to live in LA because I was more of like a country girl, you know. And I loved just like being in Guam, a little bit more like laid back living. So I mm-hmm. moved down south and and I would travel a lot back from LA and back I had a lot of photographers up in LA and um so I was there for about a year and a half and then I ended up moving all the way across to uh Virginia Beach and Mm -hmm. that's what planted me here about two years ago. Hi I want to take a moment to tell you about a cool new product that I've tested recently called the Power Dot. The Power Dot is an app-based wearable tech device that provides EMS or electrical muscle stimulation. It's simple to use and to control from your cell phone. It has a number of pre-programmed routines, such as for recovery, for warming up, for cooling down, healing, and also, believe it or not, for developing strength and speed. This thing is cool. It's powered out as FDA approved, and my team has been testing it for a while, and we love it. Now, the folks over at Powered Out have put together a special deal for us. Trust me, this is a game changer, so I think you're going to want to check it out. So go to mypowerdot.com and use the discount code HOOYAHMINDS, HOOYAHMINDS, H-O-O-Y-A-H-M-I-N-D-S, for a 10% discount exclusively for you, listeners of the Unbeatable Mind podcast. You can also find the link and the code in the show pages note. Okay, back to our program. Hooyah. So the business that you have called Sled Dog Training, I noticed you have one in Coronado. Did you start it in Coronado or in Virginia Beach? We, we started in Virginia Beach. Okay. And mm-hmm. is that a, it's a fitness facility, like a CrossFit gym or what, what, how would you describe that? We do functional training. We're not necessarily a CrossFit gym. Mm-hmm. I think that you could see some similarities. Uh, we have turf inside our facility. We really train our members and, and gear our members towards being like hybrid athletes. Mm-hmm. So we do everything from just like focusing on strength training to agility and speed work and even working on our Olympic lifting nice. moves and stuff. But yeah, it's an awesome facility. So and it's grown so much. And we've been open for maybe a year and a half since I opened the doors. No kidding. We've already had to move buildings once and now we just expanded to another 2000 square feet recently. So That's we just, good. yeah. So how many members do you have? Um, we have close to a hundred. Terrific. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and the Coronado, you have a facility in Coronado as well. And who runs that yes. for you? So that is just like a, it's like a sister facility the actual, the owners of that gym are good friends of mine. Brian Tucker, he also owns Skydive San Diego. And oh, they, yeah. yeah, so they do a lot of training, like a uh, seal, like seal preparatory training to go mm-hmm. into their, like this. So they have like a charity out there. I forget what it's called, but we do American Sled Dogs does all the program. We do all the branding and we do all the programming for the gym. It's almost like an affiliate, right? 
It is affiliate. Yes, okay. that's a good way Perfect. to. So it's it's like an affiliate, but they have their own like charity stuff that they do like for the community, which is pretty cool because on Coronado Island they do the as you know the SEAL training mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. right there. So they take a lot of like the young kids and they start doing like training that will like prep them for um, going into uh, buds. Terrific! Sounds like SEAL fit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I should hook up with Brian. That's awesome. Yeah, you should. Very cool. So. Um, that's awesome. So let's talk about some of your, like really what fires you up. Like, cause what I've noticed about you is like the businesses seem to be more of a platform for you to do like philanthropic work and to raise awareness and to inspire women. Yeah. So let's get kind of like to the soft underbelly of Ashley. Like what do you consider to be your purpose in life? That's a good question. Actually, my purpose is honestly, just to like empower women and, um, and not only, not only just women, I I have a special place for women, but for anybody who feels like that they're not capable of achieving anything that they set out to to be. And I think why my focus is on women so much is because uh, we don't give ourselves enough credit for what we're, what we can accomplish. And we put a cap and I think it's partly due to society has capped women because you know we're a female like we're not capable of doing this and yes you are like you're fucking just as capable as like the next person we may not be as strong but there's things that we have and gifts and talents that we have that maybe men don't have and um i think that women are they're so quick to like cut themselves down and tell themselves that they're not good enough or not pretty enough or that they can't do something. And I'm like, yes, yes, you are. Like if you believe in yourself first, first and foremost, you will achieve it. Right. And so, and I have, um, the unbroken foundation, which is for battered women. And so we raise money that the purpose of the foundation is to raise a foundation that you started. Mm-hmm. Nice. So we're nice. still, we're still waiting on the 5013 C to pass. It's like take forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's going to be, I cannot wait the day that it's like completely 100% legal and everything will be amazing. But um, it's a, it's a foundation that helps, you know, just, I, I went into the shelter in North Carolina not too long ago. We have close connections to the shelter in uh, Wilmington, uh, North Carolina. And, um, I was able to talk to these women and, you know, it's a completely different, unless you've been into one of those shelters and you know, the women that are in there and the women who are coming out, you know, there's no words to describe it. So humbling. And those women have, some of them don't even know like how to speak for themselves because they've been in relationships and, you know, they've been so locked down that they don't even know, like they're so broken. They don't even know what it's like to love themselves and to know that they can even, you know, buy a house one day or have an, have their own job one day. And that is the underlying purpose. I also have a coffee whiskey shop here in Virginia beach. So the underlying purpose for my coffee whiskey shop is to start working with the Samaritan houses in Virginia beach. So these women who are coming out of the shelters, we can give them a place of employment and teach them leadership and, you know, whenever I whenever I decided that I wanted to open American Brew, I had this idea in my mind. Well, like if I could open up, you know, six across the nation, six of these American brews across the nation, you know, we get a call from a shelter of a woman who needs to be re- relocated 
then we say, you know, you know what? We have a shelter for you. We also have a place where you can start and have a place of employment. And then these women can just, it's almost like an underground railroad type thing, uh, can just kind of move from place to place to place where there is an American brew or, you know, even if there are more gyms opening up, uh, what have you. So they can have a, a, one of their, probably some of their, one of their first places of employment ever, you know, right. to learn a trade. Wow, that is fantastic. I mean, my mind is just going off thinking about the the power of that unbroken foundation. And I know what you're talking about with the startup of a foundation, because we're, we're actually in the process of finalizing all the docs for the Courage Foundation. Yeah, and it's hard. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah. But I could see, um, I could see opportunities for us to work together to support each other. Because the mission for the Courage Foundation is to cultivate resiliency and courage in, in underprivileged or challenged populations. And one of our first projects is to get unbeatable mind training into the prisons. So we're going into, I'm donating 1,500 books uh, for five different prisons next year. And we're going to look at t- trying to train some trainers to go in and teach things like mental toughness, resiliency, you know, meditation, breath control, yoga, that type of stuff. And I could see partnering with Unbroken to both raise awareness funds and doing a project together for women, whether it's in the female prison population or, you know, the, the shelters. That's really cool. So let's follow up on that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Maybe something we can look at for next year. Very cool. So Unbroken Foundation or Unbroken Movement Foundation. And I noticed um, that you like, you like to personally do challenging things. And we talked earlier about our 300 mile ruck, but you did a 280 mile run last year from, yes. from Virginia beach to North Carolina. Was that, and that was to raise money for this foundation to kick it off. Yeah, it was this year actually. It was, oh, was it? Uh, okay. past, um, May I did that. So, okay. So 280 miles, how mm-hmm. did that look like how many miles did you run a day? Cause that seems like a pretty long run. So the first day was my easiest day. It was 30 miles and I ran from the gym, American sled docks to the North Carolina border. And maybe it was a little over 30 miles, but, um, it was amazing. And that forever changed me. And I don't think that there was one, maybe two days that I was running by myself solo. Um, the other days, like I would have like safety runners or Aaron, who's like uh, my best friend. She's also my, she does, we do business together. Um, she's my manager now. She ran some of it with me. And then my, my captain from the Unbroken Foundation, Renee Adams, ran some of it with me as well. But um, that was probably the toughest thing that I have ever done. Every morning, it got to the point probably day three, day four, I ran for five days. And like, I couldn't even sleep at night because my body was just in pain. Wait, you only ran five days? To, like, if, you, if I divide 280 by five, I mean, that's mm-hmm. more than 50 miles a day. Mm-hmm. So there was, um, maybe, it was maybe it was six days. Um, cause I got in on Saturday. Um, okay. so yeah, some of my days that I ran were 50 miles straight. Um, one of them was maybe like 55 miles, but 30, the 30 mile run was my shortest, my shortest run, but it was really hard. My feet swelled to two and a half shoe sizes bigger. So that was something that I wasn't planning on that, um, thankfully, I have Reebok is like one of my big sponsors now. And so they were able to get me some some more shoes stat. But I like my feet swelled. I had a doctor who had to come out and look at me one night because I thought I had like a stress stress factor in my one of my one of my feet, uh, which was fine. I remember I looked at her, I was like, well, like, is it going to get any worse if I run on it? And she was like, 
I don't think so. It's not going to get any worse. And I was like, okay, well then I'm going to run. Like, unless it's, if it's not a break, like I'm fine to run, you know, like a, anyway. So I, I put myself, my body through hell, but you know what? Every moment of it was worth it. We had a goal to raise $15,000 because this shelter down in North Carolina needed a new roof. And we raised, I should say we, it was at you guys, everybody helping me. We raised $18,000 and it was like, so amazing. And I think I cried every day just because I bet that's so cool. Did you train for this or were, were you confident enough from your functional fitness to just jump into it? You know, I don't know if there's any training really. Um, some would probably, you know, argue with me on that, but I think it gets to a point where tra- it's not really about training anymore you physically. It. It's about, it's about training your mind right. and knowing that no matter what, you know, and I kept thinking that it doesn't matter the pain that I'm about to go through. Like these women and who I'm raising the money for, they've been, they have scars that, that I, I can't even compare, you know, I, I don't Correct. have anything to show for that pain that they have. And so it, it kept pushing me through to the That's end. That's an amazing motivation just to always have that perspective that it could always be worse. Right. And that, and to know your why. And we say that with our Kokoro camp, you know, you've got to know your why and that why has got to be grounded in something super powerful that's bigger than you. So your why was to fight for these women and to, and to be inspirational, and provide a roof for them. Mm-hmm. And that kept you going every day. What, what kind of, you know, let's talk about that event and other events like this. What kind of strategies do you use to keep your mind focused and off the pain and off the, you know, the suffering and off of, you know, those weak moments or through the weak moments that you might have? Yeah. So I think it's important, like, you know, all the, the mental things that I do, I, ha- I have quiet time to myself. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. I do a lot of journaling, yeah. which is important. But for me, like in things that I do that's in honor of people or because of people, I just think about like the pain and like what they went through. And, you know, a lot of times, like I think about like my father and the pain that he went through for those six months and the fight that he put up with, you know, Um, my dad was such a healthy individual. He never was sick a day in his life. And, you know, I think about the pain, like the heartache that my mom went through. And I think that those things, talking about them earlier, are really instilled in me because I know like if those people can go through you know, worse things than what I'm going through and they keep going, like I can do that as well. And it just pushes me, pushes me through. Do you have a mantra that you use or do you just kind of review in your mind, you know, the things that are going to motivate you? I don't, you know, I just know through all things, like I'm capable of anything that I set my mind to and I don't put a limit on myself and I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to hurt. I'm not afraid of pain. I'm not afraid of failing at all. And I think because like I've accepted that and like I'm not afraid of that, I ha- I have no limit I have no limitations to myself and what ca- what I can achieve. Yeah. So for the women who are listening to this, they're thinking, okay, well, you know, here's Ashley. Like she's super fit and beautiful, and she's got a couple businesses, and she's a model and sponsored by Bodybuilding.com, and she got these charities, and you've got two kids or three kids now. Three, three, three little boys. Yeah, three boys. How, how do you find balance in your life? Uh, what is our time for Ashley? Yeah. Oh, well, I do what I love every day. So I think that if you can truly love and have passion for what you're doing, um, you know, the balance, I just bring my boys along with me. There's no set balance. I mean, training is, is huge in my life, but my family comes first. And, you know, if my family needs attention over my businesses. It's always adjusting. There's no set balance. You know, you just kind of take it as it comes and, you know, and, and you can't, you, there's no such thing as perfect. There's nothing that makes me any different than any other person in this world. Right. I have the mindset that I can achieve anything. I'm not afraid. But anybody can do what I'm doing. 
there's nothing special about who I am or what I'm doing. I just have, I just have the will. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm completely in agreement with you. And I think the message for the listeners is that if you're doing something that you're super passionate about and it's aligned with your purpose and you can wake up every other day with your hair on fire, just super excited to go to town, you know, um, raising money and building your businesses and, you know, shuffling the kids through this and making them part of it. And there, there is no imbalance because you're completely right at the center of what you're supposed to be doing, right? You're fulfilling your, your Dharma, your life purpose, right? And so balance is almost an irrelevant thing. I mean, you can, you're always kind of nudging it back and forth and there's a little bit of a pendulum pull back and forth, I'm sure. Right. Right. And sometimes you're like, I need to take a little rest or I need to take a little time off or spend some time journaling, you know? So there's more of an intuitive sense of how to find that, find, keep your center. Right. Yeah. And I think it's important. Um, you know, you talk about like why I'm driven and like why I do what I do is, you know, I, I hope that my boys look back at one day and they may not understand everything that I'm doing now, but I want to be the woman that they one day allow in their lives to marry or to become, you know, their, their partners for life. And, you know, I want to be that example and I want to show them that, um, you know, their mom, I, like, I came from nothing. Like I, I had no money. Like I built everything on my own from the ground up and I want them, I want to instill that into them. And I feel like there, there's something that's missing. You know, I'm definitely not a perfect mom and I struggle many, many ways, but you know, I I want to teach them what hard work is. And especially as young men to have respect to have respect for women and to understand what hard work is and that nothing is going to be handed to you and to work hard for it and they can achieve anything. And that's, you know, that's, that's what I, that's the legacy that I want to leave behind for them to be like, wow, my mommy did that. And, you know, I didn't understand it then, but I understand it now. Right. So, you know, the, we're going to wrap up pretty soon as I know you got about 18 things in the list that are probably barking at you, but, um, the world seems to be getting, like really scary out there, especially for, you know, women entering the workforce and, um, you know, female vet, uh, not vets, but women, you know, who are serving our country. Like there's, there's a lot of crazy things going on and, you know, Europe's, um, probably the most unstable has been since before world war two. I mean, there's a lot of people who say that we're heading towards some more, some sort of conflict. How does a woman, young woman find, themselves in today's world? Like how can, you know, what can you, what can we tell them to gain some confidence and some awareness and some motivation to just, you know, get up every day and and do something different to do something, you know, take responsibility to do something to help the world be a little better. Because if everyone had that attitude, guess what? You know, this place would be really different, wouldn't it? Yeah, there, there's a few things, actually. Uh, I think it's important for um, women, especially, to not compare themselves to anybody else. Um, social media is like a huge thing of smoke and mirrors and a bunch yes. of bullshit. And I think that if you can cut all that out, and it's a, it's important to look to those people for motivation. I mean, because that's why I'm here. I hope to inspire and encourage women all around the world to show them that they can be unstoppable and achieve anything. But I think that it's really easy to get caught up in social media these days and to get yeah. caught up in the bullshit. And um, so be very selective about those people who you allow influence you and motivate you. And I don't think just because if there's stuff going on in the world, there's always stuff going on in the world. It's, you know, it's, this is the, the time and age, you know, just be aware of your surroundings 
surroundings, be smart and, you know, don't let it like put a cap on like where you go and what you explore. Just be aware, be smart, keep up with the times and I don't know, carry on with you. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. So what's next for you, Ashley? And, and, um, so that's my first question. And then how do we, how does, you know, someone who's listening engage, learn more about you, participate in some of your fundraising stuff? So what's next? I have my first Olympic lifting competition, my first Olympic, yeah, coming up this weekend. So I'm really excited about that. Thank you. And then um, I have about a five day break and then I'm rowing on like the concept two rower. I'm rowing mm-hmm. 300 miles to raise money for uh, the Virginia police department spikes canine. They make ballistic vests for their dogs. And so I'm going to row 300 miles to raise a lot of money for the Virginia police. Um, okay. So that well, is, is that something people can donate or sponsor you or how do, how do you raise the money? Yeah. Yes. So we have a GoFundMe account set up okay. and I think I've posted it one time um, after this weekend, we'll start sharing a, a lot more about like the event, like who it's for. Mm-hmm. We want to make a lot of these bulletproof vests for the canines and help out the canines that, you know, support the Virginia police and the foundation that we're raising money for spikes canine. They actually do work all around the United States. So it's pretty cool mm-hmm. to see their efforts and, and, and what they're doing. So that starts, I'll be rowing for a week straight. And it's, yeah. So, and it's something like 843,000 miles, it, um, meters, meters. I'm sorry. It's like 843 something meters that I'm rowing. Um, yeah. It's going to be really bad. So that's going to be mind numbing. Yeah. Yeah. I got some butt pads ordered. And um, so, and I'm finishing up with a huge camp valor. We'll have food trucks there. It'll be at our gym, American sled dogs in Virginia beach. So a lot of people are flying in and traveling in for that. We'll have a DJ, all my sponsors, Reebok, uh, bodybuilding.com rock tape. And then my other supporters, power dot as also for my recovery will be helping me with recovery. I know those guys well. Yeah. 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 Awesome company. I really like yeah. those guys. I like their power dot. I use it a lot actually. Uh, Cause I'm so crazy with everything that I do. So yeah. that'll be the next big event. And after that, there's some stuff coming up, but you guys will just have to okay. see. We'll have to, we'll have to track you. We'll have to like follow you on Facebook or Twitter or something like that. So how yeah. do people find uh, more about you? So you can find me on my website, ashleyhorner.co is kind of like where Ashley Horner lives and you can find everything else. Um, I also have a kids training site for um, people who have kids and wanting to start getting their kids into training called Sled Pups. It's like cool. a little from American Sled Dogs. Um, is that sledpups.com? Or, or? Yes, sledpups.com. Okay. Um, my, my clothing line is Valkyrie Surf. This is Valkyrie. Valkyrie Surf. And then American Brew, if you guys are ever in Virginia Beach and you want to come by for a coffee whiskey, we have organic coffee. I'm getting ready to come out with my supplement line. So whenever that happens and I have my protein, we'll be doing like some Muscle Joes here for like some like protein shakes. But it's a great little area. But yeah, you can pretty much probably just Google me and find, I'm not, I don't hide very well. <laughs> no, I can tell. That is awesome. Well, Ashley, thanks so much for uh, for your time. Thank you for uh, your passion and for all the work you're doing for women and inspiring them, uh, especially the better women. Wow. I'd love to see down the road if there's a way we could collaborate, you know, uh, and do something together. And so for everyone listening, if you want to go check out Ashley's work and support her with this 300 mile row, 
Wow. I mean, I, I if I, I had a little more courage myself, I'd Roger up to row with you out here on the on the West Coast. But uh, I have to think about that one for a little bit. I, I encourage everybody like this weekend or the next week, whenever you go into your training, if you have a concept to rower, yeah. to just go row 10,000 meters. It should sure. take you about 45 minutes to like a little over an hour. And that's only 10,000 right. meters. That's um, what is that? Six miles. So I'm getting ready to run. I'm getting ready to row 300 miles. It really puts it in perspective. It like perspective. I'm getting ready to be on the pain train for sure. So, <laughs> well, we'll be you. thinking about you, Ashley. That's awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks again. Really appreciate your time. Uh, don't sign off just yet. Hey, everyone. Uh, so go check out Ashley's work and let's support her She's doing some amazing stuff. And we'll have her back on the podcast sometime next year. And um, hopefully we'll be able to do some stuff with her and, and raise some awareness and whatnot for women. And uh, so, everyone, uh, until next time, stay focused, train hard, do the work every day. There is no free ride. There's no such thing as a free lunch, right, Ashley? We got to show up and put out, and but do it with purpose, passion, in alignment with your principles. That's your ethos. And um, come back and visit us, and don't forget to rate us on uh, iTunes and support our sponsors. Hoo-yah. Coach Divine out. Hey, if you really want to immerse yourself in the SealFit lifestyle instead of just attending an event, then the SealFit online program is the great thing to check out. The Elite Plus training gives you the tools you need to keep your performance honed and to amp it up in all of the five mounts, physical, mental, emotional, intuitional, and your Kokoro spirit. The program is where you find the daily op-wad, on-ramp wad, master's wad, and soft wad. Great tips on nutrition, recovery, durability, stamina, all the training, exercise videos, other tips, and also premium content from myself and the entire SealFit coaching staff. It really is an amazing program. So supercharge your training by making an annual commitment to the SealFit online program, and specifically the Elite Plus. If you do so, we're going to send you a discount code for $200 off any SealFit event. This offer may end at any time. So go to sealfit.com slash commit. That's sealfit.com slash commit. And discover your peak performance through the SealFit online training community. Lock and load, boys. Time to explode, boys. Make sure you get home, boys. They got your back. The pride of the fleets. The bright swinging frogmen of the UTT. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 